That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Gone for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. With his first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savvy Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast on D-Shot with baseball season um, starting and obviously the regular season in Major League Baseball um, getting going. Uh, Warhawks um, just got started. Um, and uh, head coach John Vodalinch is is on joining me to talk about um, the UW Whitewater baseball season. Uh, Warhawks currently 9-4, ranked in the top 10 of the D3 baseball, um, top 25. Um, so, Vo, um, thanks for joining me again. Thanks. Thanks for having me, D-Shot. Um, so I guess kind of let's kind of just kind of start on the season so far. Nine and four. Um, you guys went to Texas. You guys went to Florida. Um, what did it mean to kind of get that Florida trip back? I, I think it's a special it was a special opportunity for our guys. You know, one thing I didn't realize having gone through the last two years is is how few of our players actually have experienced a spring training. Um, yeah, you know, I thought I didn't think of it, but pretty much the bulk of our team had never gone on a spring training trip. Um, and for many of our guys, they, they didn't even fly before. So um, it was a great experience. It was something that we took for granted for many, many years. Um, and then obviously the pandemic hit and, and now we're, we're hopefully going to be able to continue uh, this tradition. Um, was it different than the last couple Florida trips where obviously – um, you guys played in Pensacola at um, was it the the Wahoos or yeah Blue Quint, Wahoo Quint, Stadium yeah Quint Studer who's a UW Whitewater alum um, does he own that stadium or he owns a team that kind of yeah yeah he owns that team he also owns the Beloit team so he owns both the A affiliate and Double A affiliate of the Miami Marlins um, he's an alum uh, a friend of mine and uh, I think this this was his brainchild three, four years ago. Um, we had been down there once before and we were scheduled to go back a second year, but then the pandemic hit. Uh, we stayed in contact throughout that and, and he obviously wanted people to come back down. For him, uh, it's, it's an opportunity to give back uh, to the Warhawks, but then also uh, he's big into rejuvenating and building communities. And uh, he, he was a big part of what happened in Pensacola between I think about 2004 and present day. And uh, his biggest goal was to just bring people back down to, to Pensacola, uh, you know, and, and the community really benefits, uh, you know, people need to places to eat, to stay, to, to sleep. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know, we had over 300 fans pretty much daily at, at the stadium. So it was good to, good to be back. And I think uh, he definitely accomplished his goal. Is that where you've typically gone or where have you guys typically gone? Like I said, we had done it once before. Uh, we were scheduled to go back to year two when the pandemic hit. Uh, and then this was our second year actually being down there. Um, our intention, assuming uh, things work out from a schedule standpoint, is to go back down there and invite a bunch of teams to, to join us down there. 
Uh, like I said, I, we don't do it as a fundraiser or anything like that. For the Warhawks, it's an opportunity to be a, 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 around a very first-class organization um, and a great alum, uh, and then and then obviously play ball. So uh, it's a great opportunity for us to develop as a team. So we we plan on going back down there, assuming you know we can work out schedules. Um, just what does it mean to kind of have um, an alum kind of? give you guys some of those opportunities obviously you guys also played at the Boyd Stadium I think in the fall right right absolutely um well it's 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 awesome I mean uh you know you like you as you know you've been involved in Warhawk athletics for a long time and and um there are every university you know claims to have a, a very active alumni base you know you think of the Badgers and how many people support the Badgers both that went to, to Wisconsin and otherwise. Um, and for us, we have a smaller, obviously, base, but uh, we got a lot of special people um, that have been involved in Quince, Quince, one of those at the top that that has wanted to get engaged and has done a lot of great things for our university, but also our, our student athletes. I mean, uh, for our players to be able to plan in that kind of facility day in and day out in spring training is pretty special. Um, just Talk about what were some of the um, thoughts on um, how you guys played out there um, and, and the Texas trip as well, because you guys went to Texas before that. Um, yeah, yeah. What were some of your overall thoughts on, on how you guys played? Well, in, in our four losses, um, I can tell you there was, you know, from one side, you can say, well, hey, maybe we deserve to lose those games. Um, we didn't play that well or we made some mistakes along the way. But in hindsight, I can tell you we, we could have won all four. Um, we were in a position to win all four, um, but of course didn't. So that's something that we're going to have to build upon and improve upon. Um, we played good at times, um, but, you know, we feel very much like this is the start of, of our season and we have a lot of growth yet to do. Um, right now I'm looking out my window and the snow is not allowing us to do a lot of it. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season because – for our, our young men, they're, they're just starting to develop and, and hit stride. We've not played anywhere close to what we're capable of yet. Um, so, you know, both we look for a reason why, but also know that when we do figure it out and, and put, put our guys on the field, we're going to perform at a higher level. So we're excited for the season. I'll talk about some, some guys. We'll start offensively um, from kind of the, this 13-game stretch a little bit. Um, Sam Baumhoff leads you guys in hits. Um, Jake DeMeyer, who has the the top five sports center play from last year, yep. he leads yep. you guys in RBIs with 13. Um, uh, Pitching-wise, um, the name that kind of stuck out is Cade Lancor, who's 3-0. and Just kind of talk about yep. those guys a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And once again, like I, like I, I guess, referenced already, uh, none of those guys are anywhere close to where they, they can be. Right. So that's an exciting thing. Uh, Kate has pitched very, very well. He's developed tremendously just in this past year, pitching in the North woods a year ago and uh, now coming and becoming a starter for us. He's gone from a, a really talented thrower to a very, you know, high end pitcher, very excited for, for Cade. Um, the Meyer, man, he's a grinder. I'm, I'm happy to see him every day at practice. Uh, once again, he's been able to perform at a decent level, but I think he would agree nowhere close to where, where he can be. And then Sam Bomhoff is, is just another 
one of those very talented players that has tons of potential. Um, and uh, I think he'll continue to do well. And I think you'll see him, you know, on the mound a little bit more than what we've used him so far because he, he can really be a difference maker there as well. So really excited about all three of those guys. Um, but I, I think more is yet to come. Um, talk about kind of some of those seniors that even the ones that kind of took the extra year, um, Zach Campbell, um, Matt Corman, the two guys from Burlington or Corman's yeah. from Waterford, if I'm correct. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 they, yeah, right. Corman's a Waterford kid and, and, um, and, and Zach, uh, played for Scott Stoudy, um, who was a f former Warhawk, but both of those guys are, are very local. Um, I guess in their flavor and, and both are, are, you know, legitimate um, players for us and, and really kind of are the core um, of our staff um, and our team. Um, but once again, I'll, I'll just continue that same kind of uh, mindset that I think if you talk to those guys, they've underperformed. And once again, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that to bash them. I'm saying that because I'm really excited. I'm, I'm excited to see us as we move through the season to continue to put the pieces of the puzzle together and see their performance elevate, because I know when that happens and it will happen when it happens. Um, you know, I feel pretty good about the chances for this team. Um, pitching wise, I'll throw out Weston Meyer or Muir. yeah. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. feels like he's been with the program forever. Yeah. He's, he's a fifth year senior. Happy to have him back. Uh, top end pitcher for last couple of years. Last year was an all American. Um, love how he goes about his business. Um, I'll tell you a brief story. We were, we were uh, for one day without our pitching coach down in Florida. So I kind of, he had pitched the game before. So I said, Weston, you're going to be in charge of getting our guys warmed up. And, and so I sent uh, our players down or our, our pitcher who was going to pitch that game down there. And, and I said, all right, what's your plan Weston? He goes, well, I'll send them, I'll send them through a, a short basic mental checklist, and then I'll get him warmed up. And I said, that's exactly what I need. But that that shows you a little bit about how he prepares each and every day. And uh, Weston uh, had a great year last year, uh, but I believe grew because there was a couple outings that he was less than excited about last year. And, uh, and I think, you know, for great players, um, they take those, those poor performances personally and uh, make adjustments and grow from them and improve from them. So I think you'll see him, you know, as we move into the season, really start to elevate his performance as well. Um, we talked about kind of the rest of the season. Obviously, you just started conference play a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, to, to kind of round off our squad, if, if, I, if I might, yeah. um, you know, you got a veteran catcher in, in Ryan Norton uh, has done a, a really nice job. You got people stepping up, um, you know, like Nick Padgett as well. You got some, we got a lot of young, talented, younger players that are all fighting for time and spots. Um, and we, and we have some other older players that, um, you know, we can insert when we need them. Uh, so it's still a very competitive uh, kind of scenario as far as playing time, which I like. Um, and uh, ultimately I think, you know, it'll, it'll, come together and, and what you'll see is a very athletic um somewhat senior dominated but but also with a lot of athletic young players um hopefully elevating their performance so i'm, I'm excited to see how we go here and uh, like i said as soon as the snow leaves us we can get back to work um 
thoughts on the conference? Um, how's the rest of the conference shape up? Is it weird kind of going up against the former player um, who's a head coach at Oshkosh? Um, yeah, no, no, it's it's not weird at all. It's uh, you know I'm I'm uh, you know I'm happy he's got a head coaching job. He's he's uh, he's well deserving um, with that. So and he's done a good job there. So he you know they're one of the programs that we continually compete against. Uh, you got Oshkosh, you got Stevens Point, you got Lacrosse, and then uh, quite frankly, there's no one in our league that you can overlook because Platteville keeps getting stronger. Stout's always a formidable opponent. Um, you know, Claire is just starting their program, but has done some pretty good things as well. So um, it's a very, very competitive uh, league. Um, and, you know, you can't overlook any one, one opponent. Um, I would expect that as usual, it's going to come down to a very competitive conference tournament uh, with the top four teams, uh, you know, qualifying for that. And uh, I think it's like the 12th of May, we'll play that conference tournament, which is pretty much two days, uh, you know, for all the chips. So um, I, I know because it's, it's not been any different in the last 22 years, it's going to come down to a very competitive conference tournament at the end of the year. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit of a rapid fire here. Some questions. Um, sure. Obviously you have a connection with uh, Craig Kashan, um, who's a Brewers um, awesome broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's another connection to a, a Brewers play-by-play -play guy um, that I, I want to ask about. Do you remember at all going up against, um, obviously coaching against um, a guy that played against the Warhawks? That's a play-by-play -play guy for the on the radio side and the TV side right now. And Jeff Levern. Jeff Levern. No, I don't remember Jeff. I'm sorry, I don't. But I remember Vinny Rotino, who I know is with the Brewers quite a bit as well. Vinny okay. played at Lacrosse, but he's from Racine, Wisconsin, and uh, you know where, which is where I'm from. Uh, he and I have a lot of ties uh, that bring us back together. Um, no, but I, you know, so I, I remember Vinny very well. Uh, apparently, I, I Levering apparently Levering played in the D3 World Series against you guys in 05, I think. Oh yeah, not him again. I I, re I know all about him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he played for uh, uh, Capital State, or something. Or, yeah, no, he played. Uh, at uh, Eastern Connecticut State, I believe. Is that, could that be right? It might have been somewhere in California. Okay, Chapman. Maybe it was Chapman. Yeah, guy. yeah. Maybe it's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I don't remember the name, and uh, it all depends if he was if he was a Chapman guy. Then I guess that game ended okay for us. But um, um, Chapman always had a strong program, so if he played for them, he was a hell of a player. Uh, yeah, he said yeah. I. I sent him a tweet asking about it and he said he uh, had to go up against Reinhardt. Yeah. So that was 2005. He was, he was on that Chapman team it was a highly competitive team. And, and I think um, I don't have the info in front of me, but you know, they had Reinhardt's number uh, for the, for the first three, four, four innings. And it looked like it was going to be a rough, rough game for the Warhawks and Greg Reinhardt, but um, he settled down and changed some things. And eventually competed his butt off and put us in a position to win um word on the street is that you know they picked something up a tendency on his uh to, to tip some pitches and they were taking advantage of that earlier until uh later in the game he changed it so that that's the word on the street uh part of it could be urban legend but uh um very competitive uh squad chapman had that year and and i i think back at uh you know that time and you know 
and understand it was wow it was some of the best baseball being played in the in the country um i guess is that kind of cool for you that obviously you went up against Vinny rotino you went up against jeff levering and then obviously your buds with um kashan yeah yeah so craig craig is just a first class individual and uh, uh remember when he was working at whitewater and and um you know we're able to forge a, a a relationship uh with one another but just a great great example of um a quality person making it big and and uh every time i turn on the tv and see him i'm i'm so happy for he, for he and his family so um if you see craig send him my best um i guess kind of what's the uh what's your favorite non miller stadium um venue in d3 baseball Non-Miller Stadium venue in D3 baseball. Um, well, I think I think prior to uh, 15, 2015, I would have said, you know, uh, Fox City Stadiums because you know they were they were the host of the D3 College World Series um, for six of our eight uh, trips there, and so we really felt home in Appleton. And I know you just mentioned to me you're you're going to be taking a job up there, so that's awesome. Um, but a lot of, a lot of positive memories from that area. Got a good alumni base. Uh, I remember coming into Appleton and, and there was one individual by the name of Gus Maves that would meet me at the, uh, Paper Valley every Wednesday night when we were coming up for the college world series. So a lot of great memories in Appleton and then Fox city stadium. Um, but then, you know, if I go back a little farther, um, there was a field in Connecticut by the name of Muzzy Field. Muzzy Field was a uh, Red Sox uh, minor league field years ago. Um, the likes of Jim Rice and Babe Ruth played there, and then we were able to play a College World Series there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of – and then there's parks all over America that, that we've played at that have been really memorable. So, um, you know, and, and most recently, obviously, uh, playing at Blue Wahoo Stadium was always pretty cool. Um, I guess favorite uh, or best player that you uh, played against and I guess best player that you've coached against. Best player I've coached against, best player I've played against. Boy, I don't know. Um, that's a tough one, D-Shot. I'll tell you, that's a tough one. Um, God, the guys we've coached again, I was just thinking about this, yeah, coached against uh, – I remember playing, um, it's snowing today, so it reminds me of a game that that um, uh, Jordan Zimmerman pitched against us up at point. It was about similar conditions today, 30 degrees and snow, and I think uh, he pitched such a great game. It was, uh, you know, a tight ball game going into the last innings, and and uh, I think he, he solidified a, a, a high spot in the draft that day because he, he showed he was tough enough to – pitch in tough conditions and then we played great and, and competed really well I I think we ended up uh, maybe beating them in a in a walk you know ninth inning home run by Jeff Donovan but I, I'm not 100% sure but I do remember uh, uh, Jordan Zimmerman was always a tough tough guy to to, to you know to hit against um, but yeah there's many of those as far as a player man that's 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 too long ago. I, I didn't even remember any of that those days, but uh, you know, there was a lot of good baseball players uh, back in that day. And, and um, I can't really name one. I guess how much does it add that you've uh, 
coached against two, a couple guys that have played for the Brewers. Yeah, no, that's, that's uh, always cool. I mean, you know, when you think about just our little circle, uh, our, our baseball program has been able to put 44 guys into pro baseball. That's, that's a really cool thing to say. Um, obviously the, the, the most popular and most successful from an MLB standpoint was Bob Wickman. And I think even up to a couple of years ago, he was still the saves leader for the Cleveland Indians. Um, so, um, you know, or the guardians, whatever we call them these days. So, so that was pretty cool. But then we saw a lot of guys go into pro baseball out of our league and, uh, it's always neat to have them on our team. Um, but it's, it's cool to compete against them as well. Um, and I think it just goes to show you that, you know, we play a really good brand of baseball up here. Uh, sometimes we're overshadowed by the big time schools and the big time levels, but, uh, yeah, we're pretty proud of what we do up here in, in uh, Wisconsin. I think it's kind of cool that uh, I, I don't remember even doing it. Um, JP Fire Rising, I called one of the games. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And, you know, he was really tight with uh, Marty Harum. Marty was, uh, you know, our standout from River Falls. And, I, I, you know, both those guys came from River Falls. One went to Point. We were able to get Marty. Marty had a, just a phenomenal year for us getting – getting uh then playing as high as triple a with uh with the diamondbacks and marty was just a, a pleasure to have on the team um and then you got lake bacher who you know came was a punter uh kicker for for the hawks and then you know also standout pitcher for us still playing pro ball so um yeah that's and then jp right so i mean there's we could go over and over we could if we even went way back uh coach tom clawwitter you know our pitching coach was a standout at lacrosse and lacrosse had some really, really nice players back then. Jerry Augustine, a former brewer. Um, and then, you know, a claw. And then, uh, also, um, you know, I think Mike D played there for a year, uh, who was a longtime coach at university of Illinois, Chicago. Um, so, you know, if you, and then you go up to Oshkosh and you got the Jorgensons who were there for years, uh, Jimmy Gantner played there. Um, yeah, you could you could spend a whole podcast just talking about people who played in our league. Um, you were talking about two guys that I kind of want to. Who who's the best multi-sport athlete that's ever played at Whitewater? Um, is it Jeff Donovan or is it Lake Bacher? Yeah, Dono has to be above Lake. Sorry, Lake, but um, you know, Lake was a pitcher kicker. Uh, Donovan was a pitcher hitter, first baseman quarterback um and so from that standpoint I, I would have to give my nod to Jeff Donovan uh he did a, a wonderful job there um but we've had others I mean we we've we've had some other guys that have done pretty good things and then if they weren't uh, you know if you go back a little bit we had quite a few in the 80s uh with uh Tim Patterson and Jim Stoppenbach and and uh so there was a lot of those two-way guys that really made an impact on Warhawk athletics you can probably even throw that Lance was an assistant. Don Wright, he, he coached me. I mean, I'm, I'm where I am today because he coached me up. So, yeah. Um, Ask Lance sometime when you talk to him what his official role was um, with the Warhawks because he told me once, he said, yeah, he was, he was uh, charged. Uh, his title was assistant coach in charge of playing catch. So he was the play catch coach. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I guess – what's what's some of those moments as a as a coach at whitewater that kind of stick out to you 
that are kind of like, you know, there's the five home run, just kind of maybe yeah. like it's those smaller moments that aren't the national championships, like the five, five home runs in a row, the Myers wow, catching I mean, right. Sure. Well, for, first of all, I'll, I'll start right there in 19, 1999 when I returned uh, as an assistant coach for Jim Miller. Um, you know, we hadn't had much time to recruit her. So we, we had the team that we had before. And the year before, I believe, was the worst record in school history at 20 and 20. And uh, that group of players on that team, it was there was some growing pains. I mean, it was some tough going. And I, my, my hat will always go off to those young men because they're the people that put us, you know, in, in the direction that we're going, the path uh, to where we are today. Um, but we won the league for the first time in 35 years that year. And uh, I remember winning it, you know, and clinching it. And um, what an awesome moment it was, not only for me, um, because as a player, I went to the College World Series, but we didn't win the league that year. So um, even for me, it was a, a first uh, winning a conference title. Um, and then Mills was so happy about it. And then the players, like I said, the year before, with basically the same type of team, uh, they were 20 and 20 and uh, and they resurrected themselves and and we got a new plan and and just, you know, like I said, I got a, a big spot in my heart for for those young men um, that that were part of that those initial couple of years. So anyway, that that was a great memory. Five home home runs in a, a year or in a game in a row was amazing. Um, and you'd have to look back at the footage. But as I recall, um, we might have been down five to one, maybe five to one. We go and we, we rattle off five home runs in a row to go up six, five. They score two in like the bottom of the eighth uh, to go up seven, six. And then we had a two run Jack to walk it off. I remember match Lee, we hitting the two run Jack to, to win the game. Um, pretty cool thing. And I think in that another really neat, neat part is I believe Jeff Donovan was one of the five home runs. And I think he was hitting from the right side because we were, we were uh, playing with him being a switch hitter. So um, probably his only collegiate home run from the right side, as I recall. So that was a cool memory. Uh, 2016, qualifying for the College World Series after being down and needing two games on the final, final day uh, and getting two amazing pitching performances from Lake Bocker and Curtis Morgan. Great memory. Um, 14 was obviously very memorable uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, I, I got a funny, so. I got a, I got a funny story about 2014 though. So okay, you guys, you guys are, me. you guys are playing lacrosse late innings. You guys are getting killed. Um, Gonzo's to the plate. And I always tried to avoid saying this since his uh, now wife was on the softball team and they had a yeah. much bigger bat than him. For some reason on the UWW TV broadcast, I go and say, Michael Gonzalez to the plate. Let's see if he can hit a home run like his girlfriend on the softball team. And lo and behold, what happens? He hits, he hits the a bomb, home run. Huh? Yeah, he yeah. hits a home run. And I'm feeling, ugh, I feel so like so crappy because I said that. But then I felt like I had to apologize to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't hey, really if, care. If, he didn't really care. So D shot, if if you can say things that result in a in a bomb uh, like that, feel free to say whatever you want, man. We'll take we'll take the home runs over over hurt feelings any day of the week. Okay. But yeah, I mean the the days go. Eighty nine was a special moment too. I mean, um, you know, we could we could re, re, replay that game. There has been so many special moments in, in our history, um, and I think each each 
generation of players has their own. And, and that's really, you know, when you talk about powered by tradition, that's really what that means, right? Is, is you know, if we get the right people together, which by the way, we're going to do on uh, April 29th and May 1st, we're going to have alumni weekend. When you get those groups together, number one, they're going to talk about a lot of great memories on the field, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of stories that uh, have nothing to do with the field. So um, yeah, that's, I, for me, that's what it means powered by tradition. Okay. I am going to go with, um, I guess, talk about Scott Stoudy a little bit. Um, we talked about Gonzo, uh, him yeah. and Morgan running the GTS program. Um, yeah. you talk, you, we've talked about Wojo, um, yeah. in a prior conversation. Um, what is, and then we can throw in like guys that you were assistant coaches for you that have done some big things, obviously, um, wigs being back up back with, uh, UWM right now on the coaching staff there. Yeah. What does it mean yeah. to kind of have former players, um, in the program and obviously guys that have been on your coaching staff that have gone and become head coaches themselves? Or, well, I think yeah. it, it shows you, it, yeah, it shows you the type of quality young, young men and professionals we typically cultivate and have. Um, I'm so happy for all those guys. I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, that list is long, but when, when I look at the, the best high school coaches in the state of Wisconsin, many of those, if not most of them are Warhawk alum, right? I mean, you got Featherston at Jefferson, you got, you got, uh, most of, of Stouty's crew at, at. Burlington are our Warhawks. You got Bob Wickman down down uh, uh, in River Valley. You got uh, you know Corey Held. You got Jay Wyshynski. I mean, these are this is a pretty good group. Uh, uh, you got Mikowski at at Wisconsin Dells. So so we have a lot of individuals that are that are doing some really special things. And then when you look people that have been in our program that are moving on to other things. I mean, you got Stein Rear, who's the head coach at Carroll College. You got Sean Wagner, who's hopefully one day going to take over that program at UWM for, for, you know, coach Duffick who coached him, um, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. So yeah, those are, those are great, great things to see. And uh, I'm really proud and, and happy to be a part of it. Um, and you got I Lance guess. and you got Pat Miller and you got all kinds of really cool things. I mean, you know, 2014 was special for a lot of reasons, but I think it was most special because the three of us all were Warhawks and all took over for, you know, the coaches uh, that coached us. And uh, so we all knew each other in college. So, um, you know, you put all those things together and the stars aligned and we did something very, very special back then. And, uh, you know, the, I guess if there is an issue with a problem or a expectation with tradition is, um, it's hard to ever say it's been done first because usually with a strong tradition, it's been done before. And so, um, you know, in our, in our tradition, both, you know, with baseball and basketball or baseball and football, you know, it's, we didn't start this thing. It's been going on for a long time and we're just, we're just happy to be a part of it. Um, I guess what's uh, outside of baseball, what's your, what are some of those, like other UW Whitewater sports moments that maybe end up being your favorites that are maybe like, what's your like favorite of the football moments or any of those things? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the football it was just awe-inspiring. I mean, to see the kind of run that they were on. Um, and then of course, to continue that type of progress 
um, has been like noteworthy, right? I mean, I, I don't care if you like the Warhawks or not, you better pay attention to what they're doing on the football field. That's a really cool deal. Um, you know, recently I was, I was really uh, rooting for, for the women's uh, basketball team. What a cool story was that, right? Um, and, and playing, trying to get carrier first uh, and very, very deserving title. Um, so I think you'll see more from them. But for me personally, I can tell you uh, something that does, doesn't always come up, but I think a lot of our success in 2004, 2005, 2008, that type of run came from us working security at the uh, volleyball championships. We hosted the women's volleyball national tournament at Whitewater um, in the early 2000s. And uh, Coach Russell was still the coach there. And uh, I remember when we walked out of the gym and they won their title, um, Nick Teach, who was the second baseman on that year's team, uh, just said to me, coach, I want to get some of that. And a year later, we win it right in 2005. Mm -hmm. So actually, that was in 2002. And by 2004, we had we had come there. So, um, you know, so even that environment, I, I remember how amazing it was. It, -shot, it was it was so packed in the Russell Arena that the NCAA rep asked me to remove some people because we we're over capacity. And she said, we're over, we're over the, the limits. And uh, I said, don't worry about it. The fire chief is sitting right next to me. And, uh, and they didn't say anything. That place was rocking. So there's, there's a lot of great memories like that. Um, you know, as an athlete, I remember the 89 basketball team uh, watching those games. That was pretty, pretty fun stuff to watch too. So um, like I said, plenty of memories for another podcast. Okay, I'm going to end this on, um, we'll bring up the other Whitewater legend um, in terms of um, athletics and, and Whitewater, I guess. Um, best Tommy Laney story. Wow, you know, he has his own shirt and he has the bobblehead. 10 or, yeah, and he has 10 or 11 sayings. Um, I'll give you a couple quick. I mean, when, when, when I was a player, Tommy was Tommy. And uh, so that was many, many years ago. But we used to go out to California. And, and one time we, we, we uh, sent him up the, the mountain uh, right outside of L.A. There's a small mountain called Mount Baldy. It's right outside of Pomona, California. And he went up the mountain with uh, Billy Wickman, and I think maybe Jeff Olson. And uh, they messed with him a lot by getting it was a it was one of those mountain roads without a guardrail. And uh, he was sitting in the passenger seat. So they kept moving the vehicle as close to the edge as they could. And Tommy didn't do very well with pressure situations. He didn't do it well back then. And he still doesn't. Right. He needs his routine and he needs things the way he needs it. And and he came back and I remember him entering uh, the parking lot, walking out of the, the, the van, completely distressed, quickly entering into his his motel room, coming out with a can of beer. And I never saw an individual slam his beer quicker than that. So, I mean, he was frazzled. Um, that's just one great, great story about Tommy. And the other one I'll tell you quickly is, uh, you know, he, he's one of the probably only only uh, announcers that announced the Warhawks in multiple countries. Um, he was on our Europe trip, uh, I guess it would have been in 2007. And so he was able to announce a game, you know, with a stein of beer in Germany and uh, saying, take me out to the ball game. 
mostly in English with with the little German. Um, and that was a really cool memory. I know for him and of course for us. Okay, we'll we'll throw this question in. Um you gotta pick one of the beers. Um, is it the Mills beer or is it the Tommy beer? Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Mills Pills, but uh like Tommy usually says, uh um, my favorite beer is free beer. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, thanks, Coach. Um, good luck the rest All of right. the season. D-Shot, thanks, and congratulations on your new job. Thanks. All right, brother. All right. See you later. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.